Okay. So I started working on this episode, uh, kind of coming about the, the loose script that I use. Honestly, I use Microsoft PowerPoint to just kind of channel and correct and kind of keep things uh, as chaotic as they are. But uh, I'm doing this episode, I finished this episode, and I'm recording this episode today, uh, Wednesday, March 24th, 2021, because it looks like uh, there's been an uptick in the downloads of, of, of the episodes in this podcast, and I'm kind of basing the content, I finalized it based on what seems to be most interesting, what has the most interest. And, uh, well, it, I'm tying together several episodes, the content from those episodes, and this is what this is about. Uh, I really think the left is begging for war. Uh, seriously. You can see from the little graphic here. Uh, the left includes f more people than I've listed, obviously, right? But you definitely have to include past and present leadership in the FBI, CIA, congressional Democrats, complicit, and idiotic Republicans, spineless, coward Republicans, uh, much of the DOJ, uh, much of the Supreme Court, various you know, district judges, federal court judges, uh, district attorneys, probably Soros-affiliated, uh, district attorneys, prosecutors, foreign agents are have helped too, right? They've been instrumental, so they can kind of spread the lies around the globe. Uh, big tech, most media outlets, uh, and I'm sure that there's an open invitation. To, uh, should you complete an an anarchist mission for them, your organization can be at the list. And for me to say something like that, I have to, you know, have a few good reasons to present, to base that on. Um, let me start by saying, though, it's kind of awkward that I really don't hear anybody else saying anything, anything else quite like this. Uh, there are a few people, uh, proud patriotic individuals, liberty-loving individuals, who, who comment about it. Uh, Mark Levin would be one. Daniel Horowitz, a conservative review, would be another. They're fine people. Um, and they are there f to provide you with details that you would not get otherwise i mean that's their that that is where they are priceless these men uh, and i could call them men because i'm i don't think they identify as fire and killed killed uh ceramic ashtrays yet you know that's where everybody else wants to go um and and it's awkward for me being the one to say this because basically the most powerful levers of the federal government have been hijacked. How many times have you watched news segments over the last few years? Uh, and of course, there's, they've got a cast of hostile anti-conservatives puking on this rhetoric. Uh, you know, the cast is diverse, that yet they're empty-handed experts. That drives me nuts. If you're going to tell me something, show me why you say that. Prove it. Uh, in the leftist mind, though, that's it. There's no more discussion. The matter's settled. Doesn't really change anything when material evidence reveals their stories to be utter lies. Uh, for us, we've got videos, documents, witnesses with evidence. Uh, and this reminds me, if you go back, 
don't let this thing go. Let this, don't let this next story go silently into history. It reminds me when James Marshall, an activist defense attorney, shot an innocent person in the head after this disabled vet single dad drove past a George Floyd protest last summer in Alamosa, Colorado. Now, the shooter and the protesters originally claimed that the driver tried ramming into the small gathering. When the light changed green, he started to go. Uh, that's when this person who'd been kind of acting deranged for a while pulled out his pistol, pistol and shot Danny Pruitt in the back of the head. He's still alive, to the best of my knowledge, Mr. Pruitt. Uh, but the original account was that, that Pruitt tried ramming into the gathering. Uh, fortunately for justice, there was a security video, and it proved that the protesters were lying. So, of course, all the witnesses recanted. Uh, the sheriff's deputy in the area, uh, when questioning Marshall, um, you know, they, um, they told him that uh, his story doesn't line up with the video. And Mr. Marshall's response was, well, that video would be wrong. Uh, and he's sticking to this story, so it's going to be very interesting to see how somebody who realized that protesting probably wasn't going to accomplish something he wanted. And uh, even at the protest, he tried to hijack it. They had, I guess, the only minority individual present was the leader of the protest. Uh, I guess Marshall was trying to talk her down, trying to commandeer the event to get something he wanted out of it. And this is where they're talking about things being um, uh, taken over like Antifa, BLM, we're seeing their own, they have their own little power struggles, obviously, but they're all fighting for bad things for America and the, and the globe. So what you're seeing is a front row seat to the modern liberal mind show. Reality is what you say it is. Evidence is made up by the FBI, falsified. And FBI was once the, like, what, the finest investigative agency under the sun. Look at us now. The FBI is saying things they can't even prove. And they're doing it with such a big, powerful microphone. More on that in just a little bit. Uh, but I do have kind of a personal story. I don't think I've ever shared this widely before. And, I, and I'm convinced that this is what happens when you train mediocre people and tell them they're an elite force. Uh, let me start by saying, personally, I don't like praise. I think I've mentioned this in a very early podcast episode. I'm not comfortable with receiving types of recognition or praise, really, publicly. I, I'm, I have a tough time with it. It makes me feel very uh, awkward and easy. And I did have an opportunity when I was in basic training. Uh, we were in an environment where we sort of knew each other. This was shortly after September 11th, and the Navy was ramping up, so they were putting together, push, put, putting through two divisions at one time in the reserve component because they assume most of you are adults, act like adults. Uh, so that it's a very abbreviated boot camp. It's only a couple of weeks, right? And um, we had law enforcement officers. We had a lot of, you know, the Navy and the Air Force are good with medical professionals. Uh, they'll get in and they'll serve the country doing those jobs. Uh, and we had, so we had law enforcement and we also had a people, few people who were probably not field agents, but they were with the FBI. And at one point in time at the range, the gun range, when we were qualifying, uh, apparently I outperformed them and they did not like that. 
they knew my background. Uh, I knew there's, you know, in summary, I guess, all the law enforcement guys from all over the country, Compton, Hollywood, uh, L.A., New York City, there were two or three guys from New York City, they had no problem congratulating my score and the leader in the other division. But the FBI guys shot daggers with their eyes. And it's probably the only reason why I recall the level of detail from the event that I do because it stuck out. It made things worse, you know, uh, but it made them memorable because it was bizarre. And the real credit for any kind of performance most of us do, and in this case, it was that the command that I was at in the reserve center was very adamant really motivated us to get up and make it to the range to have our FOID cards in hand and I organized a group and tried to help people I I would buy them ammo get them rides etc etc and made sure that they were getting ready to be qualified as well because it's all about making America better or making America racist perhaps in the eyes of other people who look at the same events and take away different notions from it so um, that whole thing struck me as odd. But in 2021, I wouldn't put anything past these people knowing what we know now. Uh, what I'd like to do for part of this episode is do what I don't like to do. <laughs> put together a few pieces of, 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 of our puzzle of our recent history and try and guess the who, why, and how, sort of. Uh, and here's the setup. You need to go back and look at the House Permanent Select Committee on Intelligence, the testimony of the traitors that was taken back in 2017, but not released until after Donald Trump lost the election in 2020. Look at this, focus on the Brennan and Clapper stuff, okay? John Brennan and James Clapper. You know, I was miffed. And, he, and sometimes if you look for, well, I probably look at things strangely anyways. But I'm looking at things and I noticed that they tried to conduct these interviews as quickly as possible. But one thing they, they spent too much time on was trying to legitimize the stay away from the, the way they conduct their, or, or uh, obtain their warrants. They really were talking a lot about the 702. The 702 discussions just took up, uh, and it, it was like a prearranged conversation, leading the witness, etc. cetera. Uh, and it was, they kind of deliberated the critical role that, it, that the way they do things now um, is what's instrumental in them catching bad guys. It's also instrumental in them being able to claim that they acquired evidence via one method when they actually acquired it illegally. So they really don't want anybody looking under the hood. And this is what I call the bullshit, right? And I would almost bet that, I bet I almost bet money, and I'm not a gambler, I hate gambling, uh, that there's a connection even to the Supreme Court, and I'll bring that up in a little bit in better detail, where Supreme Court Justice James Boasberg was actually lied to by FBI lawyer Kevin Klein-Smith, but he let him walk away, right? He actually he actually lied to the FISA Court, the FISC, that's part of the Supreme Court, because that's who rotates on the bench there, um, and he let him walk, and for really bad reasons, okay? But in the, within this conversation, and within those, the testimony that where they chose not to lie because they knew they were going to keep it quiet until after the election, uh, senior intelligence, 
Democrats in Congress, they showed their hand. Uh, and it wasn't done by fighting to not change any of the surveillance tools, or even preventing, uh, be, you know, keeping us from being able to look into how those tools were abused. So that was the cover-up thing there. And this is one we know, we know, ways that we understand now how Democrats have morphed into uh, something more evil. Prior to this, you know, prior to Obama, the old school Democrats despised government surveillance tools, right? Um, by 2016, they had learned to use them as a weapon. And every conceivable safety or, or check in the system to make sure that they were doing things legally, it failed. What was Lisa Page's job? Her only real job. She wasn't an investigator at the FBI. Her sole reason for being in her position was to make sure the investigators were following the law. Uh, so there wouldn't be any more prosecutorial misconduct like Weissman did and the people around Mueller and them. This, the, her job was a safety check there. It was supposed to keep from happening what happened, but actually she contributed. So bring more people on and say, hey, these are our, these are our watchdogs. These are the people who are going to protect uh, the rights of Americans. And then when they turn rogue, they actually actually have more people on the payroll to mess up the lives of Americans. So um, she ended up becoming an accomplice to the broken FBI. And for a while, here's what I was thinking. I think I've mentioned this in the past. I was worried that they would at some point say, look, the whole system doesn't work. Let's get rid of these surveillance tools. But I think that the Democrat, the left has become so evil that they realize that these are critical tools. They can make up whatever they want about whoever. They could say whatever, throw it out in the media, leak it out piece by piece, whatever's convenient and say, hey, this is a powerful system that protects Americans. Why would you want to go after it? When actually that's what they were, they started out with, right, back in the day. Um, my fear in that may sound, seem a bit abstract, but it's not unfounded. Uh, now in 2020, 2021, it's clear these traders need these tools. They, they, they absolutely need them to be able to collect the information on political adversaries uh, in addition to those prosecutorial weapons that they've had for a very long time. I mean, going back to Alaska Senator Ted Stevens, if you heard in past episodes. Uh, and they use those, they need those prosecutorial weapons now to use them against Americans smart enough to see what they're doing to the country. Uh, okay, now the tools I speak of, right, uh, and we have our own. The problem is how they're kind of corralling our speech and our thought. So if you've been following my podcast, uh, you'll recall an episode rough, roughly titled Floating the Red County, Red State Secession Idea or Plan. Uh, that's the one that started to, has become a little bit more, pop, uh, more popular recently, frequent downloads. So at some point, when this rushing tyranny overwhelms and removes all the options we have as Americans, you know, liberty-loving Americans, the secession will be the only thing left, the only avenue, uh, nonviolent avenue, to keep a recognizable America for our kids. And, and, it's, and if that sounds crazy, try the context. Look at, look, let's, let's review the context. Statements and positions held by everyone in the media and senior officials of the federal government have no documentable connection to reality. They've literally been wrong about every major event for years. And their PSYOP tool has been, 
Why would you listen to the Sean Hannity's, Mark Levin's, Dan Bongino's, Devin Nunes, Mark Meadows, John Radcliffe's, instead of us? Well, the best reason is that the left has been wrong about everything. Is why we would choose to people who can prove what they're saying. And right now, it's easy for them to keep people quiet out of fear that they'll take away whatever little bit of joy you have in your life. Uh, lockdowns, big tech's role in all this is to suppress the material evidence. And we have it on them too now that, hey, your job is to not let people find it when they look for it. Uh, look at Project Veritas. People have been stupid enough to fall for that line. Well, they aren't trustworthy people. They added videos. Yeah, they shortened it by taking out the fluff, right? Uh, and that was a bunch of crap too. And they probably people probably never looked at the videos because they were mocked. Well, if you watch these Project Veritas people, you're you know you're gullible. No, just watch them. Decide for yourself. Are you smart enough to decide for yourself? I would think so. So if Americans choose to be lazy and this country becomes socialist because of the violence that follows, is on, it, it's on the media. They own it. Uh, Congress, the perverted court systems, etc. Don't blame us if leftists can't connect the falsified need to change things like non-existent race equ equity, equality, policing, racist climate change impacts. They've got nothing. So... Um, why would secession be the last option remaining? Because the left has, has seen to it to remove the sensible options, right? Congress is useless. You can't even go talk to them. There's, bar, there's concertina wire, two to 5,000 National Guard troops. You're not, we don't have access to Congress anymore. Calls? Yeah, right. Yeah, phone calls. Give them a call. No. They've been lying to us for years in Congress. Here, my, one of my favorites was listening to, because my blood boiled at the time, Go listen to Representative Sheila Jackass Lee scolding Attorney General William Barr for not understanding racially motivated policing. Not only does she uh, fail to cite any kind of study or any kind of statistics that support that racially motivated policing exists, uh, Representative Sheila Jackass Lee went on to give the media something to keep regurgitating, talking about well-documented racism when there's, like I said, there's no documented racism. There's just people saying there is. Uh, and then she went on to talk about the police-involved shootings or uh, of black of blacks or people of color. Uh, and she was dumb enough to add Trayvon Martin, who was killed by a Hispanic American who was not a police officer. And then again, you may have heard this. I've I've spoke of this several times. Ahmaud Arbery. He was killed by the son of a retired or off-duty cop. I'm still really not clear on that because I've seen different accounts. Arbery's cornered by, put it this way, the, think about how this would have sounded or come across in the media if, it was, if the tables were turned, if the races were reversed, right? Arbery was, um, he'd already had a suspended execution of sentence for five years for theft, for robbery. And he knew when this cop's son had a gun on him, trying to detain him wrongly. It was kind of dumb, right? He figured he could either be taken in, sentenced, have that other sentence that he was the judge took away and said, no, you don't have to serve it. He would have that added to his term. Or he could charge this, I guess, the son's, the, this middle-aged, this man probably 15 or 20 years older than him, maybe physically overwhelm him, take the gun, and flee or shoot him, 
immaterial questions at this point, really, arbitrary. But he chose to charge him, and the police officer's son decided to keep him from getting his weapon. The whole, whole thing, bad setup. But really not a police-sanctioned event. And then she goes on to add other foolish cases, Michael Brown, because we know now, go, look, go back and look at the evidence. I've talked about this a couple times. Brown was totally in the wrong, totally in the wrong, totally justified shooting. Uh, all of the witnesses who gave truthful evidence that was corroborated and supported by the, uh, th their testimony was supported by the evidence, they had to move away because they wanted so badly under the Obama uh, and um, his wingman, Eric Holder administration, to be able to just crucify a white cop. They wanted it. They want this so bad. They're going to keep trying until they actually lie enough that people believe this. So does anybody remember the 59-year-old white man beaten to death for not giving black teens money at a county fair in Maryland? Judge won't let uh, judges typically won't let the media hear the criminal history of these of these youth, violent youth, criminal youth, uh, because this is how the cycle works. The, the even if the even if this child is sentenced, in this case they were given anger management counseling with probably somebody connected to the court system, anyways, right? Uh, and they don't want people to know the time some sort of sentence was actually justified. But these kids will get out by the time they're 21 and they're back on the streets and their records are kind of sealed and they'll do something again and it'll look like their first offense, the first serious criminal offense. Like even if they kill somebody, it could be the second or third person they've killed. And uh, DC's got this program, I guess it's called the Second Look, where they're trying to make the records go away early, get these kids out early. But it's actually those people who once in their 20s or 30s, or early 30s, because statistically uh, most of these violent offenders kind of cool off by the time they reach 30. But it's these people in D.C., if you live in D.C., you can think 25% of your homicides for these children who were given light or no sentence to keep them out of prison. They don't want these, these young children languishing their lives away in prison, but they don't mind if you're getting shot on the streets. So your judges, your politicians are moving fast to get more of you killed. They lie because they can, and we've done nothing about it. Let's think about the safety systems that I was referring to earlier, the government ones, the ones that keep the government from becoming evil, the ones that are failing and have been for a little bit now. Inspector General Michael Horowitz was an abysmal failure. How can you not prove political bias after analyzing the words and actions of the same two people in this thread here, two FBI employees, Agent Peter Strzok, lawyer, counsel Lisa Page, they were actively investigating Donald Trump, admitted to each other in their communications there was no basis for, for the investigation. The FBI lawyer is supposed to say we have not met a threshold for even a slim chance of a prosecution, something like that, because the government doesn't like to lose. So Lisa Page assisted in faking things uh, for some time. After, uh, she saw no reason to continue. And yet these, most importantly, these same two people 
continue to share knowledge of Hillary Clinton using her private server to store special access pro program information. Let's talk about top secret with another level of secret on top, okay? Specific, specific details on how you are to protect that information. It's not just, but her emails. No, it's what's in the emails. Leftists like Hillary, Lisa Page, Peter Strzok, they're, they're filthy scumbags who twist everything, right? Uh, and the people who protect them are filthy scumbags who twist everything. So she chose that server to arrangement over one all set up for her. Safe and secure, if, if information gets out, it's probably not her, she probably won't be blamed, but she did it anyways. So she could get away with further criminal activities. And I can't think of a better textbook example, case study type, use this in instructing future uh, lawyers working for the government, what bias is. I can't think of that because you're trying to punish the President of the United States because you don't like him, and you've already said to each other, there's no evidence, and you avoided investigating Hillary Clinton when you knew there's irrefutable evidence of wrongdoing. So I don't know how they did it. So far they were winning because they own the system, and they've broken every big rule. They own the review process, the courts, the media. Some of us know this because we've been paying attention. As it stands right now, the right to complain about this, your grievance process, right, has been criminalized. And that's where we are now. That's today's stage. Uh, but you can do something about the, over, the, the socialism taking us over, but you do so at risk of being targeted by other socialists. Uh, and here's the downside. If you're ever forced to do what would have been applauded just a few years ago or decades ago or 100 years ago, uh, today, if you do that kind of stuff today that would have earned applause back then, or even if you do this in another uh, free country today, the media will call you a nut job for calling out socialism for what it is, for calling out evil for what it is. Because we, we went from just what, 2015, 2016, the left and the leftists went from cradling Obama's scrotum when he said there's no serious person out there who believes our elections can be interfered with to Putin put Trump in the White House and then later to we need to protect national election integrity by allowing special interests billions of dollars like Facebook to work and flow through the people to change elections and the people that change them have no authority to do so. And if we don't let them do that, that's an interference with election. And we went through that in just four years. And now in this bill that's in Congress, that's going to make it fair. It's going to remove the final few pieces that remain in, uh, from our founding documents, the few remaining pieces. And sadly, part of me almost would like to just see that completely break down. So at some point, the I told you so people will be vindicated. But when things get even worse, here's the problem. When things are going to get worse, and even after they get worse, the left will still probably be able to convince their hive mind, followers, and themselves that uh, things are getting worse because there are a handful of influential holdouts who are keeping the Marxist utopia out of reach. Why do I say that? Because of history. More accurately, because of track record. Not one of the lying news, lying leaders, disgusting lies has ever really been audited. 
and nobody's ever been held accountable. And this is where I'm going to turn back to Kevin Kleinsmith. Right there. That's case evidence right there. Supreme Court Justice James Boesberg, uh, he had a signed confession with Kleinsmith, right? And the man lied to, falsified evidence to the strictest Warren court in the world. That court is controlled. It's under the you know, supervision of, it's a portion of the Supreme Court. The biggest falsification of evidence in our nation's history was right there at the Supreme Court. And Boesberg thought Kleinsmith's sentence, his punishment of the media said bad things about him, was sufficient. In other words, honesty and integrity don't stand a damn chance anymore. And the media, here's the media message. This is where, we've, this is where we are today. White people are the bad ones. We've got lockdowns. We've got mental health issues because of the lockdowns. We've got gun grab going on. Uh, trying to take people's guns after you showed them last summer, 2020, the police aren't there to help you. You're on your own if a marauding horde comes through your town. We've got racial equity that uh, isn't supported by anything. You don't even know what changes to make. You don't know what's wrong. Well, you do know things are wrong, but you don't know why. And you don't know how to quantify corrective measures. And our newest move, let's make the military pregnant again. That's awesome. Mass shooter events that we are hearing about now, I, here, I'm, there's a point for this. I really think the mass shooter events, they love them. They love these. Because most of the mass shooter events statistics ignore gang, drug-related numbers. Race statistics ignore people who are actually Middle Eastern, North African. Uh, so you have a number of people from countries who are... In, doing this mass shooter violence, and they're miscategorized. 90% of these shooters, regardless of race, came from broken homes, came from a, from a uh, these are marginalized people, marginalized by family, mar marginalized by their situation. These are outsiders. Uh, federal government's incentivized single parenting, right? They're, they, they're making it more profitable to be a, from a broken home. Uh, if any white organization borrowed elements of BLM's charter, the FBI would swarm your location in 20, 20 24 hours probably, middle of the night. Uh, we've never had, this is still within the media's message, right? We've never had any kind of real coverage of savagery, uh, savage assaults, torture of anybody that were per perpetrated by anybody of a minority persuasion, right? There are, there are thousands of cases out there. We never get that. Why? Well, you know what the outcome's going to be. It's gonna, things will escalate. Well, things have escalated one way because they've been suppressed another way. And this message that they've got, these people have in the media, the message is so off mark that I can't help but think this is a violent distraction so we can't keep up with the final steps in this seditious takeover. And as a bonus, they'll keep fear alive by letting more actual killers back on the streets. Look at, look, look, look at the Bureau prison inmates. Look at, the, look at that information over the last few years. Way down. Not because people are good, but because they don't care if bad is on the streets. Because uh, if you're trying to pull off something this big, you're gonna have, you can't just have a little distraction. It has to be massive. This distraction is sized for the evil they're trying to do.
And with repercussions, like cities will burn if we don't comply or submit to their will of emptying out the prisons. So let's wrap this up by saying the red county, red state thing. If the counties, especially in blue states, those red counties, work with the red states, it's probably going to be the only way to avert a complete Marxist takeover of the United States of America. I know that people don't want to hear about it, but you should start with what? The only kind of tax you'd submit to the federal government is perhaps FICA, if you, if you, if you cared to continue that program for people. Or start up a new one. Start up something similar. I know it's gonna, there's going to be a hardship for those retiring immediately, um, or in the near future, I should say. But keep your fuel taxes. Keep your federal income taxes. Keep your state income taxes. Keep your local taxes. Let's divide and see how this works out for everybody. Because the other option is to just go all in, keep things quiet, status quo, and wake up one morning in a Marxist country. I'm not really good with that, and I can't imagine other freedom-loving Americans being good with it. And we wouldn't have to do this if we had just a shred of honesty coming out of Washington or the mouths of their hand-fed news fakies, if the courts were doing the right things with crime, if, the, if they were allowing the prisons to keep violent offenders, repeat multiple violent offenders in prison, but something tells me they're never going to let any of this see real daylight. Basically, this red county, red state thing is the only way to stop the inevitable. So don't be surprised when there's some serious pushback on it. Everybody take care. God bless.